Kiora, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Welcome to Access Radio 783 AM. You're with Martin Andrews here. Uh, today we are joined by Ali Witten from Lost Bird. How you going there, Ali? Kiora, uh, yeah, going well, thanks. Yeah. Um, just your intro there, it's made me realise I'm, um, I'm learning to layer actually. So, but, but I'm still only in week one. <laughs> probably behind. So yeah. Um, Fantastic. Cool hear it. Yeah. And where are you? Where are you doing that? Um, online, and I can't remember the name of the uh, people. It's through the council that I work for. So, fantastic. Yeah, yeah sure. What, what what's led you to wanting to learn today? Oh, I mean, I guess working with communities, and my role now in my day job is um, communities also. So, um, I just think I think it's firstly it's respectful. Like when I used to gig in France, I used to l- I learnt French because I thought it was respectful <laughs> to to make an effort. But secondly, um, it I just think it's actually a really beautiful language, and I'd like to learn learn more of it. Sure, sure mm. thing. Um, before we go any further, I think that we will just actually head into a track of Lost Birds. Um, so, Ali, we're going to play... Uh, uh, one second, guys. Holding out for somebody. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about this track? Cool. It's kind of it's kind of the B-side of what, what we... So we did two songs for a single, and it's kind of the B-side um, in that it's not the catchy one. Um, oh, it maybe is, but it's not the upbeat one. And... Um, but we made the video for it because it, it just the lyrics translated better for a video. And so it kind of looks like it's our single, I guess. But um, yeah, it's a song about... Um, uh, it's kind of was half inspired by scrolling through Facebook and seeing I'm 32 and, and single, unfortunately for me. And then um, seeing all the friends getting married and all the babies. And it makes you question as much as I am happy in my life where I am. Um, and very self-assured it makes you question society's norms and stuff and you know it can lead to a bit of longing and um yeah i just kind of got that out in a song and i tried to make it sound like old-time country whilst still having a kind of a point of reference to to the modern world fantastic there you go guys uh, this is holding up somebody by lost bird
Oh, what a beautiful track. That was Holding Out for Somebody by Lost Bird. So, Ali, um, just admiring your beautiful Martin guitar there. Uh, how long have you had that thing? Um, since just before Christmas, actually. Yep. I bought it as a Christmas present for myself. And then, um, actually, I get I get buyer's remorse. Quite if Anything <laughs> over about 100 bucks, I get buyer's remorse immediately. And I took it home and played it. And I thought, oh, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't sound as good as it did in the shop. And then it was a no, I couldn't get a refund because there was nothing wrong with it. So, um, but yeah, I've actually learned, <laughs> learned to love it, which is, um, makes me sound really fickle. But yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, I, I guess I'd better fire a warning out to our listeners tonight. Both Ali and I are musicians. Um, finding our way in the musical world, as you were, if you, if you would. Um, both of us trying to, trying to make a living from this. So there's going to be a lot of music talk and probably only... Only nerdy talk that other musicians will will appreciate, mm. but we'll we'll try to bring you along for the ride as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first, my first guitar was um, a friend of mine gave it to me from his shed, and it was just a um, just a body, so it had no bridge and it had no nut. And I um, I, I sanded them down from bone, these, these two uh, for, yeah. for the bridge and the nut, and then I strung the guitar myself. Which gave it an action of about, I don't know, <laughs> two centimeters. So, the, uh, so, and the action for you listeners is the distance between a fretboard and the strings. And because the distance was so far, I had to hold the, the guitar really, really tightly. So there's nothing like I couldn't uh, do any finger picking or anything. It was just power chords. So I learned the guitar playing just straight power chords. Oh, that, cool. that, so I, I, I developed, because of that, a really strong rhythm style of playing the guitar rather than really gentle, you know. Yeah. When I play with gentle guitar players, I feel like I'm like a big bulldozer bouldering through. But the, the reason why I say this is because the, the actual first guitar that I bought uh, was a tech Mini. Oh, yeah. Took it home. Second day, I leaned it up against the fridge, fell down, snapped the head of the no head way. of the guitar off. Yeah. Oh. So I ended up uh, taking that back to the shop, and they were like, "No, buddy, no, nah, no, nah, sorry, you're not having a refund on that." So that's heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> I feel your story about, yeah. the, about the guitar. <laughs> uh, so to, let's go back to the beginning. What, what brought you to songwriting? 
Um, I uh, I grew up in Yorkshire in in the countryside, and um, uh, and my mum was an amateur folk singer, so she'd go to folk clubs. So there'd be guitars in the house, mm-hmm. and I never really thought that much of it. But actually, the first thing, and th- and I guess it's the what's evident through all my songs now is that is it's I'm very lyrically heavy. Like that's mm. for me, that's mm. what it's some I'm, fantastic lyrics and uh, <laughs> two singles, yeah. yeah. So I, I get a real kick out of words. I like the sound of them. I like phrases. And um, and actually, I'd started writing kind of words when I was about 16, just as of being an angsty teen, really. Mm. And um, and then from when I was kind of 17, and before I could drive, I lived in the country, and, it, and uh, I just kind of was bored and just picked up my mum's guitar and thought, I wonder if I can teach myself, you know, how to play. And... Um, and then as soon as I learned enough chords to be able to compose, it just happened. So it just, and unfortunately, like, I actually look at that now as like, I've never got really much better since I, I learned to play chords because there's these great guitarists and I've not pushed myself because every time I try and learn something new on the guitar, I actually end up just writing a song or sure, using sure, what I've learned sure. at half finished, you know. Mm, yeah. mm. So do you perform or do you sing with your mother no um she'll um back so she's obviously she's back in england and i've been here six years now but um when i used to gig a lot in england and the, the i actually lived down in london which was sort of six hours drive from where she lived but if i ever toured and she'd come to one of the gigs she, she'd be singing really loudly from the back of the venue and it was a, it was always slightly mortifying but also slightly like slightly lovely so but, um, so you never on a christmas day you get the guitars out and, and have a sing song with your mum probably not no yeah because i think she was always into really hard uh, hard out um celtic kind of folk oh. and um so there's there's little crossover. She would yeah she'd sing to my songs. But the other thing is is I actually because of kind of my limits with my voice and my ability, like I um just wrote my own songs and never sure. um, learnt that many other ones. Mm-hmm. And so Absolutely. I also don't know that many songs. I should and I keep meaning to think oh I should learn a bunch of songs and go busking. But um, yeah, <laughs> I write instead, which is I guess kind of good. It's creative. Yeah, hey, I'm exactly the same. I've only ever mm. written my own songs, so I don't really learn covers. Yeah. Um, would you like to play us a tune? Yeah, sure. Um, this is a relatively... I mean, a lot of the stuff is quite new now. And um, this is a... I get to the... Oh, this is... A, can I tell the story for this one? Because I learned that... Um, somebody said to me this random fact. These are the sorts of things I end up writing songs about. That at 33, the age of 33 is when you stop listening to new music and start listening to what you always have listened to yeah. or carry on listening to it. And um, so that's freaking me out because I turned 33 in like a month or two months. And um, and because of that, I've kind of been thinking a lot about the days when I was 17, 18 or, or early 20s when things were really intense. Mm. Because I think that's it. You, now it's harder to find a song that really kicks you in the guts like um in a good way um and same with kind of heartbreak and stuff like that everything was for the first time and so this was a song about um i was actually it's written very recently but it's um reflecting back on the kind of the first big love that i had in london and um and also how my granddad and my grandparents used to just say keep music as a hobby and i explain why i didn't Maybe I was a trying child I got lost in the rivers 
found on the tide in my reckless exploring what it was to be alive it nearly killed me mmm nearly killed me when I was 17 I followed my heart failed my exams when I took up the guitar and my grandfather said don't let it go too far but I fell in love sir mmm I found a love sir and ain't it strange Although it's rightfully over And we both have built our walls There's times in the winter When my blood's not sober And my heart just wants to call Singing love makes fools of us all Still my hope's always craving And longing for Twisted cotton sheets with my beauty lane beside And I would meet her at the tube stop After work sometimes But I never knew then Mmm, how life could go And sure enough those young love tethers untied And I found myself just walking With no one at my side And I wrote every song And I cried and I cried Although it's rightfully over And we both have built our walls There's times in the winter When my blood's not sober And my heart just wants to call Singing love makes fools of us all Still my hope's always craving And longing for more My feet keep on walking, treading wishes to explore And of my grandfather's words, I don't regret them at all Cause I fell in love, sir, mmm, I found a love, sir <laughs> I'm sure the people at home are joining me <laughs> That's beautiful, man <laughs> Thank you That's yeah. such a... Um, I think that when you uh, beginning out or, you know, not even beginning out really, the older that you get and when you're trying to pursue something like this, it becomes, you know, th those uh, messages that you receive from other people can um, not always be as supportive as you hope that they will be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess because, I mean, unless you're motivated by money and fame, mm. probably the main reason we all get into it is, be is for expression. And and this is why I, I realised that way back in London, and I actually lost faith in music for for a few years because it was too difficult. And um, you get to a level where uh, you you yeah you pla you you're this guy that writes songs, and you start out as this guy that writes songs, and a brother or a son that writes songs or whatever. And um, 
your family and your friends are really supportive because it's like, oh, it's cool. You write, you write a song. Oh, you've got a new song. And then after about 10 songs or 20, and you're, or you're pestering them saying, come to my gig or, uh, hey, check out this. I've just, this demo I've just written. Um, you know, they kind of don't realize how important they are. And, um, and, and I always tried to get that across, but it, but it is that thing. And I made that transition to having friends coming to the gigs where then it's people you don't know, which is great because that's like, you're winning people over, you're winning strangers over. But, um, but it's the friends that you're always writing for. And, um, when they kind of get too busy because they've been to, a, you know, which is fair enough as well, because I totally understand it from the other side of it. But, um, yeah, it is, it's about expression and it can really affect you when, when, mm. uh, yeah, things fall away a bit. Yeah, you certainly need a certain degree of perseverance and character in order to, you know, continue on on a path like this. Yeah. Um, we might. Uh, I'll play you a song. This is uh, just listening to you. Then it reminded me of. Do you know Daniel Johnston? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it reminded me a lot of his track, "The Story of an Artist," uh, cool. which I find is, is about as close as what I've ever heard to sometimes how I feel about uh, about things, you know, as pursuing something like this, um, the life of an artist. So I'll play this for our listeners, and um, it's a beautiful song. And um, I can't wait to hear it again, actually. Yeah, it's been oh, a while. Yeah, I saw yeah, the, yeah. Um, the Devil but, and Daniel Johnston yeah. way back, yeah. Cool. What a crazy, crazy man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For those of you that haven't seen it, uh, there's one scene in, in this documentary. Daniel Johnston, uh, he's, he suffers from, I'm not sure what the mental illness is, but he suffers from something. And his father took him out on a plane, just the two of them. And uh, while they were up there, Daniel reached across his father and pulled the keys out of the, of the plane, threw them out the window. So then his father had to try to land a plane um, with no power. So yeah, not not the wellest man, but uh, yeah, but for those fans that are out there, he's an incredible songwriter. So uh, this is the story of an artist. And that's a YouTube ad. <laughs> there we go. Listen up and I'll tell a story 
an artist growing old. Some would try for fame and glory. Others aren't so bold. The artist walks alone. Someone says behind his back. He's got his gall to call himself that. He doesn't even know where he's at. The artist walks among the flowers, appreciating the sun. He does this all his waking hours. But is it really so wrong? They sit in front of their TVs, saying, hey, this is fun. And they laugh at the artist, saying he doesn't know how to have fun. The best things in life are truly free. Singing birds and laughing bees. got me wrong, says he. The sun don't shine in your TV. Listen up and I'll tell a story about an artist growing old. Some would try for fame and glory. Others aren't so bold. Everyone and friends and family saying, hey, get a job. Why do you only do that only? Why are you so odd? We don't really like what you do. We don't think anyone ever will. It's a problem that you have, and this problem's made you ill. Listen up and I'll tell a story about an artist growing old. Some would try for fame and glory, others just like to watch the world. The beautiful story of an artist by Daniel Johnston, uh, which is the closest song that I have heard to expressing what it's like uh, to uh, to pursue your own your own interests and your own uh, trying to live the life that uh, you you passionately believe in, where you may not always receive the the support that 
you so desire, but you know that's that's an age-old problem, isn't it? You know, if if everybody gave up because they weren't receiving the support which they believed they they deserved, nothing would be getting achieved out there in the world, would it? So let's um, let's let's go back to songwriting. Um, what were your what were your first topics and what what is, where did you start with your songwriting um i guess i, I didn't realize until recently <laughs> through i mean i always realized that i always kind of realized i was slightly inspired by the weather because i like i said grew up in yorkshire and i had That's an this, interesting one yeah <laughs> i've never heard that which is grand, kind of handy being in wellington <laughs> for that but um nah uh do i mean you, obviously i was mean inspired by uh... matter of, matters of the heart but but lyrically how that would translate would be um, would, yeah. you say, would you say that if it's overcast, the, yeah. the song might be a little more downbeat than if it's really sunny? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah. So I used to see. I used to stand at my window and, and it looked out over the North York Moors, so across like uh, uh, fields, and then to the hills in the distance, which were the hills of heather and pine trees um, of the North York Moors in Yorkshire. And I used to just watch storms go past. And I used to, and I did it whilst I was learning guitar. So I just stand at the window and just strum and strum and strum all sorts of things, and just watch that kind of thing. And then when I was at university, I'd go back to that bedroom. I'd come home for a weekend every so often and hang out with my parents and and just stand at that window and kind of play again. And by that time, I was <laughs> I was meeting girls, and I was getting my heart broken. And yeah, so the two kind of linked together when I'm already writing words and I'm already playing songs. And so yeah, and it's a big it is a big influence in a way. Like I, I yeah, I kind of I think this it's so symbolic. Um, and ne- and then now I've realised through my day job, I'm all about um, connecting people to nature. Like that's what my day job's about, really. Mm. And um, I realised that how much art is inspired especially in New Zealand is inspired by nature and, and um yeah mm. your native flora and fauna here yep sure so what's an example of a weather influenced tune could you could you give uh, us a demo yeah I'll, um i've got one that's actually i guess this is a bit more um new zealand influenced and so it's called if, if it were a pine tree and it's um that road between st arnold and blenheim if you've driven that one really straight it's a 100k limit but you usually go a bit faster and it, it winds along a river It's and um, there's pine trees in the distance and I, yeah I kind of I was I needed some time out and I went away on my motorbike with a tent on the back and was driving around that road on the way back um, feeling like I probably got what I needed to get from the trip and got this song in my head about um, and it's kind of a love song um, using heaps of metaphors it's called If I Were a Pine Tree play a bit slower than normal If I were a pine tree standing tall and strong My brother's all around me Then it won't be long before I'm fell Constructed to be your writing place And the floorboards that you dance through and nothing goes to waste In your coldest I will burn through every storm Place your palms above me, darling I will keep you warm And if I were a river Collecting all the rains Never stop a running Carving through 
If you're feeling thirsty, honey, with your pretty lips in need Well, I'll keep your heart a-beating so that you can stay with me Blanked on the lyric there, so I hope I covered. Hope you didn't notice. <laughs> no, I didn't. I do that all the time. That's cool. <laughs> you cover that very well. Um, a lot of imagery in there. Yeah, yeah, and I guess I realised when I was singing, I was like, oh, collecting all the rains. There's the weather, you know. <laughs> but I knew it would be in there somewhere. But um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's a, it was a, it's a cool song for me because it reminds me of that that trip, and um, I like that. Yeah, and sure. and it, and it also sums up kind of why we sing at the end you know I just I'm just singing like just like the birds sing because they have to so yeah that sounds like a nice uh, seat closer yeah oh well we usually open with that one I so usually play it uh, a lot faster mm-hmm. and I should say that we is a uh, me and a fiddle player Oliver yeah. Vetter who is very busy with his day job today so couldn't make it down but yeah. sure sure so all of these uh, tracks that uh, are these all lost bird songs yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we play them as Lost Bird now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and in fact, um, obviously, like, I, I kind of um, I kind of write songs and I played as Lost Bird a long time before Oliver joined. But um, but once we started playing together, something kind of clicked where they came together a lot, a lot better. Mm-hmm. And um, music got fun. And, like, I, I, uh, I, I, was, I was more inclined to write um, upbeat songs uh, and he's kind of come back from his bluegrassy roots to playing on on my stuff which is I'm I'm stoked for um, and now we've yeah we started kind of writing a couple together and um, playing a couple that Oliver's written in the set so it's um and and what's what's great about him is his, his songwriting is like my fiddle playing's terrible but his songwriting is brilliant so um, he could hold his own yeah so how many uh how many tracks would Lost Bird have 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we could kind of quite easily do 20 songs in a gig. If, if I mean, if we needed to. We've got 20. If we were told, here's some money, make an album, we'd, sure. we'd pick um, probably the best 10 still. But yeah. Yep. Um, and then I've got my whole, like I've got sort of 40, 50 songs from when I, the last 10 years when I was back in England, I guess. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So where are things at at the moment? Where, where are you positioned? Um, which, so we just did the single, and that was out of some... So I just I kind of fronted up some savings. I saw that a lot of people have been doing Kickstarters and pledge me's and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. um, that's cool, but I just thought the market was kind of saturated with that. Absolutely. And yep. my, I sort of started questioning my own, what, what, I, what I want from music and and I'm still not sure sort of saying that in between uh, uh, in between the songs to you off air but um I, I sort of overthink it a lot but um I know that I really really want to document the stuff I've written and the stuff Oliver and I have been gigging lately and, and I do th- like I, I'm torn with believing in myself and believing in my songs because it because it's like it, it, it's uh, against the British modesty thing of like I don't think they're world beaters in their songs but at the same time I think there's some worth to them and I'm trying to mm-hmm. figure that out sure. because um, and, I, and I want people to like them really and, I, and I'm not sure why I want that because if I'm just writing for expression I don't know I guess I want people to relate to them mm. but um, yeah so we made a, we made two songs as a single um, this is out of my savings for a house so it's going to be another few more years before i can buy a house but um uh where so did we you made record? it sorry where did you record uh, um toy paniki uh yeah on um the uh, same street as the southern cross is that abel smith i think yep. yeah yeah um with um a local musician uh jerry on um he was sort of producing but he he was a session musician on the record and we got nick george from uh, miles calder he was a session drummer for us and then um the recording engineer was a guy called Thomas Voice and he's also like a great um, bassist and a great organ player so he played as a session so we kind of I knew that what I wanted to create was different to what we're making live Mm. and so we made these full band sounding two songs and the idea is is that we sell them and we get we've got some really great artwork that's linked to them Um, and we did a launch and we sell as much of the artwork prints and as much of the songs and and try and get to 2500 which is what the first two songs cost pretty much or what they would do and then once we've raised 2500 we'll put it straight back into recording like two three more getting another load of artwork done and what i kind of wanted was that people would come along with us on rather than doing the pledge me where they get nothing Mm. immediately for Mm. a while like um they get two songs and they can buy the artwork and they can sort of collect it along the way but also Oliver and I's ethos is to slightly do weird gigs in that we're not all we hardly ever play in a regular venue Mm. and we've been doing a lot for the the organizations that we work for or with so he works for sustainable coastlines so when there's somebody needing um Mm. some music for like a coast like coast cleanup like obviously they can't afford to pay much but it's really good for us to um get out and play and um we we both feel really passionately about those causes and so i do a lot of um kind of yeah we've we've played a f- quite a few <laughs> gigs for the the people we've met through yeah our our endeavors in the community and then um yeah uh, and then we so yeah we launched it and we've been doing um yeah we're just trying to trying to get the momentum up behind the single and the idea was the singles up on lostbird.bandcamp.com so you can hear it 
play it through a couple of times there anyway and then it's for less than the price of a cup of coffee for two songs yeah, sure. and if enough people buy it we'll we'll be able to record sooner and that's the idea it's like i, I just thought i want to make music sustainably i can't keep <laughs> i know it sounds like i'm not dedicated if i say this but i can't keep putting my own money into it mm. it's it's impossible and maybe i should listen to the uh, like i was saying to you then then it makes you question should you be listening to the fact that it's really difficult to sell songs in the modern age and should you just at some point i'm 32 i've got a job that i, I love maybe i should just start saving for the house but um but i also would tail end that with that you and i both know <laughs> we can't stop if we wanted to no so yeah no. yeah it is a tricky one it is a tricky one and i, and I totally feel your pain as to um I hope it didn't come off as a big complaint. Yeah, like is that? No, I, no, no, um, no we're incredibly lucky with um, the people that are supporting us, and the, and the launch was fantastic. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's just. Um, it's tell just, me about. Tell me about why you play. Like, um, tell me about those moments when you're when you're performing that that you you sit back and go, oh, gee, you know. I guess the when connection you, is happening. Yeah, I think those. For me, it's those gigs where you you level of, like I'm big about talking to the audience and being a person. You know, mm. I don't. I'm kind of really boring to watch a musician that doesn't try make any effort to even just be themselves and like it's like oh this is my art kind of thing. I hate that. So. Um, I like to have a laugh. I like to make mistakes, and I laugh at Oliver when he hits a bum note, and he'll laugh at me when he knows I've like in that last song forgotten some words or something. But, um, but um, also, yeah, I guess it's just that that it does it does often it does often the quieter gigs for me because I'm a lyrical artist mm. that um, mm. that when people are really you can tell they're listening and it's a great thing. And there's a song I really like playing. I'll play it shortly if you like called lion grizzly eagle forest sea that doesn't um that sums up a lot of what a personal journey that i'd been through that ended up in new zealand and um and i love playing that one live because it's so sparse and if it's quiet and people really connect to it they really connect to it and the thing is you kind of know like the first song i played i i people didn't really nobody really clicked on that song nobody ever said anything about it after a gig and then Recently, before it, I said, "Hey, here's what it's about. It's about my grandparents sort of saying keep keep it to you, keep it as a hobby." And I gave the whole story, and um, yeah, and and then people really really liked the song, which is really interesting because um, mm. it's not it's a changed. Big story, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and mm. so it gives them some context, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and that's it. And and maybe maybe people who don't write songs don't realize that, and maybe it's different for everyone. But I. I write all of mine from my own experience. And so, and they are, you know, early on, I used to worry that people would know what they're about. But then if you're clever enough with your words. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. I think that we'll go into the second track from the single. Um, and this would be When Nobody Loves You, You Don't Need to Be Saved. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about this track. I guess that's another one that starts with a line about the storm. So it's, and I live out on the South Coast. So it was really. It was inspired by that, but it's about um, uh, uh, taking. It's about when when you're not responsible for anyone, you can take as many risks as you want, mm -hmm. and that's actually freedom. Like, uh, so as much as it sounds like 
the title because I realized when I, when I introduced I thought it was a really positive song and then suddenly realized that when nobody loves you, you don't need to be saved. Those words in that order translate to a pretty depressing meaning. But it's actually about like, hey, um, when you're not responsible for anyone and you're the only person you're responsible for yourself, it's about seizing control of your own happiness and you can take all the risks you want. And um, for me, it was coming out. I've come out of a long illness that I'm still I'm still recovering from. So it's been three years of um, ME kind of chronic fatigue, and that was one of the first songs that kind of came out from that. And I don't. It doesn't directly link to the the illness, but there's definitely this like I can do things, and I, I'll you know you kind of understand. Yeah, that about risk taking, I guess. But, yeah. Fantastic. Here we go. Um... When the ship lifts And when the storm hits I've got a death with And I'm making my way Well, I am a lonely wolf Roaming the hillside Out for the moonlight Yeah, I know my place They say when nobody loves you You don't need to be saved This girl once She ran off with my bad love Then she married my sadness Now she sleeps with my pain She says when nobody loves you You don't need to be saved And if you're running for the rails Then the devil won't spare your train And it's a shame She might want you But she never will need you in any way
Beautiful. Here we have Lost Bird with When Nobody Loves You, You Don't Need to Be Saved. So where to where to from here? What's the what's what does the future hold for Lost Bird and Ellie We've got um so we did our we did our single launch for when um, and it, the short version of the title of that song is called When Nobody Loves You. So we did the single launch for When Nobody Loves You on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um which we thought How was, was it? it? How, <laughs> it was, how really was the funny. whole experience? Oh it's great. It was a beautiful space, really great evening. Um it wasn't all like like a three act gig. It was more like we play a few songs, we'll debut the video and debut the single, and just set and show people the prints and kind of get the message out. But just really have a nice mm-hmm. time, and it it went really well. It was a Sunday evening, and then so, and then this next gig we've got coming up is on April Fool's Day, and so we've called it "Love Makes Fools of Us All," <laughs> which is um the title of the first song I played. Yep, and um. And we've got two great uh, artists, so Ruth Mundy and um, Jan Lindsay, um, coming to play. And we've done a gig. It's, it's a secret venue, so you've got to go to facebook.com slash lostbirdsings and find the event and then just click on it. And if you click us going, we'll, t- we'll email you on the day to tell you where it is. Um, and it's a cool venue, and we've done it, um, done a similar thing before. And, um, yeah, it's looking really promising. It's actually freaking me out because there's about sixty people saying they're going, and it's not. It's not a massive venue. It will fit hundred maybe, but um, but yeah, it's quite cool. We're, yeah, so things must be doing pretty good for us. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll post all of these links on uh, on our Facebook page as well uh, for you listeners. So that's uh, with the and that is a fundraiser for more. Yeah, reporting? well, I guess just to raise awareness, um, I've actually got something to announce that night. Um, that I'll keep a secret, mm-hmm. but um, to do with a single, and then um, yeah, we'll, we'll tell it, people we'll where we're up to. Uh, yourself and Oliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, usually Are there any we plans re- to expand that band. Um, I wanted to early on, but n- not really, because we like doing these weird gigs. We've got two busking amps, and we can go anywhere. Anywhere, right. and um, mm. I, I really like that. And I also think the dynamic between the two of us. It comes across as kind of funny sometimes, but it works really well. I love playing with him. Yep. I'm absolutely in awe of his talent. Mm-hmm. And does he do some backing vocals? Yeah, he's yeah he's getting there. Yeah, he, so I'm encouraging it all the time, and he does do some. And um, is he yeah. um, performing on the singles apart from the fiddle? Uh, yeah, he's shouting on the when no right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We kind of ran out. <laughs> I mean, that's the reality. Actually, we ran out of money for backing vocals for yeah. the holding up for somebody because. Yeah, and that and that's the reality that we're in, really. So, mm. yeah, we had to make a few sacrifices. All right. Well, how about one final song then before we sign off for the evening? Cool. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And um, uh, you're, you're most welcome, American. Oops. What What are you going to play for us? There's a song called "Lion Grizzly Eagle Forest Sea," which is a weird title. Yep. And um, yeah, it was half written back in London, and then the other half in New Zealand. And uh, I think it's got it's a kind of a love song as well. Fantastic. Are you awake yourself in winter with mist upon your pain? You'll sigh like the wind blows till blizzards come your way. Fires in your bedroom if you ask me to stay. Honey, can I try to make you glow? 
cross paths amongst the evergreens wasted in our youth sparkling eyes and frozen palms i think that i saw the very best side of you solitaire in north country the city cannot be Let's pretend that there's only us And the roar of someone's lying It lends the courage that I need The pour of some old grizzly Can be my tenderness beneath But I am not an eagle nor the forest nor the sea I am just a little lost bird trying to get free Are the branches of our hearts grow reaching for unknown Blind except for circumstance dictating whims to go And I would not be here, girl, if it wasn't for my goals Every heartbreak that kicked me to the curb So I dreamt up this philosophy where I just don't think twice Because every life apocalypse somehow worked out alright Now further in the wilderness I glimpse a flicker of your light That's how I'm standing here at your door It lends the courage that I need The poor of some old grizzly Can be my tenderness beneath But I am not an eagle Nor the forest, nor the sea I am just a little lost bird Trying to get free Thank you so much, Ellie. Thanks, man. That was beautiful. Um, So where can our listeners find Lost Bird? One one more time. 
Um, so, yeah, probably lostbird.bandcamp.com is the best place at the moment. And mm-hmm. then we've got a Lostbird Facebook page, which is Lostbird Sings. So mm-hmm. Facebook, facebook.com slash lostbirdsings. Um, in Secret Gig on April Fool's Day. Yep. Which yeah, so which is Friday night, so you've got the whole weekend <laughs> to recover, but <laughs> it won't be one of those. Um, there won't be crazy crowd surfing and beer kegs. All right. Hey, thank you so much for coming in tonight, Ellie. Thanks for Appreciate having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. And hopefully listeners get out there and support your local uh, songwriters and musicians. Um, that means, you know, you might have to miss out on a coffee this week, but <laughs> it goes a long way. Uh, trust me, it goes a long way. Uh, we're going to go out tonight uh, with another local Wellington songwriter. His name is Carl Jenkins, and this is his track, The Little Town. We'll be back next week, and uh, have a fantastic week, everyone. That program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard.